This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Don't give us that look. We know exactly what we're doing. And we're totally aware it might not be entirely legal. In 19 states. This is Funny People Talking. Hi, I'm Melinda Whitstock, and I'm a serial entrepreneur and a recovering journalist. And honestly, I would rather be talking to an insurance salesman boring my ass in some shark-infested tank than listening to funny people talking. Hi, I'm Steve Little. I'm a venture philanthropist, and I'd rather be going through multiple root canals than listen to funny people talking. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Funny People Talking. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Rako, and we are just absolutely just pleased as punch. I don't really know what that means, but apparently it's a good thing. It's punch is pleasing. Uh, With me, my good friend and such a delightful person, and also my co-host, Daniel Beckman. Hi. Hi, Daniel Beckman. I'm Daniel Beckman. (laughs) I always love to reintroduce myself. It's like one full word. It's like share, but it's. Daniel Beckman. Daniel Beckman. You know what? We need to find out what pleased as punch means, though. Uh, oh, we have to find out the etymology of that. Yeah, and, I will. You know, it's, I've always assumed it's the punch you drink, but what if it has to do with actually punching someone? Yeah. We didn't realize that the it's whole time. It's kind of like the bee's knees. That's one of my favorite sayings because bees actually don't have knees. So when you say someone is the bee's knees, you're literally saying they're They don't exist? Good. Yeah, like they're, <laughs> they're so good. They're je ne sais quoi, you know? That's right. Yes. I love it. Why don't you just say the bee is je ne sais quoi? I will next time. Elsie is not here with us, our producer. Uh, this so particular episode. It's so sad. She's just taking care of some personal business. Uh, with us in the studio, we're so excited because I, I know these two people and they are both just about as awesome as awesome comes. Uh, they are Melinda Whitstock and Steve Little, two uh, very accomplished entrepreneurs in their own rights. We'll get into who they are and what they do in a few minutes, but I promise you they shall not disappoint. But they're with us because they both participated in a really cool program, which was, I believe it's Mavericks on Broadway. Is mm-hmm. that what the name of it? which is a really cool program where very seasoned and accomplished entrepreneurs or CEOs, they go through a process of developing a stand-up comedy routine, which ain't easy. And if that's not hard enough, they do a full freaking 15-minute set at one of the biggest stand-up comedy locations in maybe the world, Caroline's on Broadway, no pressure, folks. And both of them did it last night. Both of them killed, and both of them should feel proud of themselves. And it's hard enough to do five minutes, much less 15 minutes. So congratulations to both of you. It was there last night, and it was such a pleasure to watch both of you do it. And it doesn't even matter if there were imperfections or or missed cues or forgotten lines or get lost, or it doesn't matter. You You both accomplished it. like just pros. Yeah, like even a stiletto stuck in the grating of the stage, right? And then speaking of improv, you know, you got to kind of deal with that. Did did your shoe get stuck? Yeah, Yeah. I did. I had these like really, I had had, like three inch stilettos Mm -hmm. and I was stuck and I like literally couldn't move. And, you know, it was just a great metaphor for how tough it is to be a female entrepreneur because- Because we have to do it all teetering on these. Sing it, sister. I'm uh, with you. So uh, we're going to talk all about that and how humor intersects the work that they do and Mm -hmm. helps either make it better or get through things or uh, or what they've learned through the process of of getting to the point of 
performing that they can take back to the work that they're doing. So we're going to cover all that in just a minute. Plus, we'll play an improv game. That should be fun. Oh, it's all be right fun. after this. But first, I have a question for you, Danielle, as per usual. Yeah, Mark. You're just so inquisitive. I, <laughs> I do. Um, yeah. I noticed that you have not one, not two, mm-hmm. not even three, but four stress balls you're simultaneously trying to work. Yeah. Are you just like freak, just super – super stressed or is this a new technique i'm not aware well you'll notice two are at my feet and then two are at my hands impressive by the way i've never seen anyone working stress balls with their feet before thank you i just keep coming with the accolades i like (laughs) okay daniel you're awesome (laughs) thank you well you know stress i don't i don't i don't really want to get into it but um you know, it's it's been a it's been a crazy month. You know, my movie is shooting next month, yes. and I'm I'm just trying to use every Amazon purchase wisely. <laughs> and um, once these stress balls are done on my feet, I'll put them in my armpits and sort of start to massage. I've well, been looking good. into these like Eastern medicine techniques. You know, hmm. that's good. Well, that'll be good because you know that'll that'll give you because you're engaged, newly engaged. I Congratulations! Am. If you decide to go with a strapless or topless, uh, not topless. Uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah, a topless, <laughs> topless wedding, dress, dress. wedding dress. Well, no, it's yeah. not going to. It's probably not going to be new. strapless. But <laughs> going. Okay, well, you'll be ready though because you know you'll be. Oh yeah, all my stress. Yeah, my, I'm going to have stress muscles by That's the time right. we're there. Yeah, built, but I'm not stressed about like the Steve engagement. Little over here, who's Mr. Bodybuilder. Yeah, so. just like ripped. No, but right now this is just you know I'm trying to take it one day at a time. I'm executive producing. You know, I'm I'm the lead, so it's kind of one of those things where I'm just like breathe in breathe out but my engagement is not stressing me out yeah and that's good that's good all right well <laughs> anyway we will uh i'll put the balls away now though okay i'm sorry they were distracting you no more balls no balls today do you have a nerd tip for us today oh i do actually i it's a couple it's a fun little segment of some nerd pickup lines i love that so much thank you is that is that for nerds to use as a pickup line or to pick up a nerd both. Okay. And even nerd if you're nerd. not a nerd, give it a try and you might test out someone's level of intelligence. Well, my guess is if you haven't had success yet with your pickup lines, you really should learn from any demographic. Yeah. I mean, take this to Bumble. Okay. Okay. Ready? Mark. So ready. Just the tip. Nerd tip. Ooh. I, if you were a triangle, you'd be a cute one. Uh. <laughs> Steve. You're sweeter than 3.14. <laughs> Melinda. <laughs> forget hydrogen. You're my number one element. Oh, that's my favorite. I love that. Okay, that's and I have one more. I have okay. one more. If Elsie were here, yeah. I would say, Elsie, are you a carbon sample? Because I want to date you. Oh. oh. That's so corny. <laughs> and I think Elsie's response would be, no. She'd say, Forget about it. That's right. Um, anyway, I just thought hilarious. those were so fun. I love that. I know. It's not like a tip or a fact, but we just had to get nerdy with it. You Can know? you give me a nerd line to start the show? Um, Mark, make it so. Oh, you did it. I did. From the Mouth Media Network Studios in New York City, and from the same people who brought you Monkey Radio with Mark, this is Funny People Talking with Mark Rako, Danielle Beckman. And Elsie. (laughs) 
All right, we're here with Melinda Whitstock and Steve Little, two very, very seasoned and accomplished entrepreneurs who have done the do and do the done. Um, I, I made that up. You like that? Yeah, let's keep going. Okay. Let's, make stuff up. <laughs> let's keep going. Move past that, Mark. Um, we're so excited you're all here with us, and it's going to be a fun show. We're going to play an improv game in a minute, and then we're going to get into all into uh, get into Melinda and Steve business, and as well as their stand-up comedy experience. But anything going on? Mark. What's up? And Melinda and Steve, did you all watch the original Queer Eye for the Straight Guy with Carson Kressley? I didn't. So I don't know. Have you been watching the new iteration at all? Or no, I don't it? have time for TV. <laughs> <laughs> when do That's I do that? I've only Good got a couple you. businesses going on and Good for you. You're hustling. stuff. So yeah. Well, back in <laughs> the 90s. There was the original Fab Five with Queer Eye for the Straight Guy where the where five gay men would come and clean up or do a makeover on someone, not just their appearance, but really their life. Like get to the root, like we were talking about before, the root problem going on. And I received a message yesterday morning from Carson Kressley, who was the I mean, there you, were five you of like them. He called you? No, he I got a video okay. message from him and he is saying, Hi Danielle Beckman, it's Carson. I wake up to this and it, it was I was tagged on Instagram. It was a special Instagram message. And he's saying how he wants to help me with my wedding dress. He heard and he goes, I heard you just got engaged to that adorable Timothy. What a great kisser. <laughs> and then he said, no, I'm just kidding. We haven't kissed. Well, I can't tell you what we've done. But anyway, <laughs> and I want to write him back and say, oh, did you guys go skydiving? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, but what Carson doesn't know is that my fiance, Timothy, and grew up in the South. He's from North Carolina. And when he was like six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, he actually found the show Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and watched it. And at that time in the South, sort of in where he was living, he had never met a gay person before. And that was his first experience with any gay man, gay culture, any of that. Hmm. And he came to this radical like love and acceptance for these people and Carson was his favorite of the fab five so here I am getting a message and I'm like oh my gosh my, my fiance loves you I almost said boyfriend my fiance loves you and it was so magical let's just say I had a very popular Instagram day yesterday That's everyone good. was messaging me and oh god it was just great. It, I mean, it's that's what they do. The Fab Five, they're magical. That's right. They are. So anyway, the newest one, if you ever have a second, it's on Netflix. Huh? It's it's it it gets to the heart. It really does. Well, I'm so glad that uh, that that could be arranged for you. I know it was so sweet. It was like a it was like a tele like a love telegram <laughs> to me. We should bring back telegrams. Do you know what's anyway. funny when we when we arranged it, so that Mouth Media arranged Mouth that Media for arranged you. it for me. And uh, it was a gift. And oh, and nice. the reason I bring that up is that we didn't know any of this. It was a complete coincidence that that How did you guys choose Carson? I just thought you would think it was fun. It was brilliant. So, anyway, so well, congratulations Thank you, Mark. again. That's you're welcome. So, um, I was thinking that we could Ooh, yeah. go to the power of saying yes, acceptance through improv, which is one of the core elements of improv, is accepting the offer that someone else has has given you. 
And one of my favorite games to play on the show is called Audible. Oh, yeah. And the idea is that you accept the offer that someone gives you, but your decision is not always the best one the first time around. And you know this as an entrepreneur. You know this as a coach. You know this as an executive. Sometimes you have to to take suggestions and run with it. And maybe even take another suggestion until someone says that's the one and then you run with it. That's the spirit of this game. Mm. And it's like football, like an audible. You call an audible. So sometimes you have a play in mind and someone calls an audible for what's happening in the moment and you run with that. So we call an audible. That's Mm -hmm. the origin of this. So the idea is you're playing a scene based on a suggestion that's given to you. And at a certain point, someone will say audible when you're speaking and you have to come up with another line instead of what you said and you keep going each time they say audible until they don't say audible anymore and then you may proceed with the scene now danielle and i will we'll demonstrate. demonstrate it's, it's pretty it's, it's, it's pretty fun it's actually quote easy to do it's it's and the idea is that you you wonder why am i getting audible what can i do to satisfy this person so that we can move on So in addition to being a fun game, I think it's a great exercise in trying to take the suggestions of others and employ them into the message or or initiative Mm -hmm. you're trying to undertake. And there there is the instructive aspect of the game, I guess. I don't Mm -hmm. know. So we'll play. You up for to give it a shot? Well, try. Yeah, let's give it a shot. All right. Not sure I've had enough coffee. Yes, you did. Exactly. You're primed. Both of you are primed. So, Steve, if you would, why don't you give Danielle and I a suggestion? And the idea is uh, just give us – a location, any location, any kind of place that we could be, and we'll do a scene based on being in that place. Cartagena. Cartagena. Okay. Wait, what, wait. Cartagena. Where is that? South America. Somewhere. Colombia. Oh, I was Columbia. right. Okay. I was and, Spanish. Uh, <laughs> and Melinda, I would like to assign you the task that at any point in time, you, when you hear us say something, what's the matter? I thought this was like one person monologuing and the other person audibling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. Perfect. Each, so when you hear us say something. So let's say that I said, I went to camp and, and, and you can choose that moment. Go audible. Uh, I went to dance school. Audible. I went to Burger King. And then you're satisfied with I that. See. Then you don't say audible again okay. and we'll keep going. I see. Okay. okay cool. So Got I'm going to leave it to you to to ding us with your. Oh, I'm going to be the audible. You're going to be the audible yeah. person. Have fun. And Daniel and I will demonstrate the process of, and then we'll we'll reverse the uh, let you guys do it with each other. Okay. Nice. Is that cool? Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're in. Car- this has to do with Cartagena. Okay. See. Si. Passport, please. Uh. I just have my student ID. Audible. Uh, <laughs> I I only have my library card. Okay, I cannot let you. I can't do an accent, by the way. You so don't, you're fine. Assume I'm doing an you're accent. Fine. I cannot let you pass without a proper passport. Uh, but if you have money, I'm willing to let you pass. Okay, but I'll. But I'm a student, and I have my library card, and I could Venmo you. That means nothing in this country. Oh, you don't have Venmo here? We don't have Venmo. We have PayPal. Oh, let me see if my mom will let Audible. me. Audible. Let me see if I can find the password to my PayPal account. Audible. Let me see if I have a wad of cash in my bag. One second. Great. Um, oh, wow. I do. That is not enough. 
You you didn't even let me count, sir. Whatever it is, it's not enough. It's, they're tough here in South America. <laughs> well, you know, that's our that's our national slogan. It's not enough. Really? Yes. It's also the first line in our national song. Could you sing it for me? I can. It's not enough. It's Cartagena. It's not enough. It's not America. (laughs) (laughs) That makes sense. Yes. We're constantly comparing ourselves to America, by the way. Would 50 grand work? 50 grand in Cartagena money or 50 grand in American money? American. Yeah, that's good. Great. Can I pass now? (laughs) Yes, but there's one more thing. We need to do a full body scan. No, I don't want to do that. Why not? Because I'm only 17. That's weird. I well, our laws in Cartagena, seventeen. Is, I just gave you fifty time. grand in cash. Can I pass, man? <laughs> you're, you're pretty. You're pretty. You're pretty excited about coming into Cartagena, aren't I you? I am. I'm doing a class report. Audible. I am. I'm learning about fossils. <laughs> fossils are my favorite. <laughs> wow. So we have so much in common. Maybe you can give me like twenty grand back and just take thirty. Come on in. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So. That you know whether we no, did it fine. expertly or not. Yeah, that's I got the idea. So you two are going to try it together, and so Danielle, why don't you give them a location, and I will call Audible. Okay. Oh. Location, um, a gas station. Great. Okay. So anything that you want to do with the idea of a gas station being where you are, you can take it away. Melinda so Steve, to... I'd love to invite you to eat here and get gas. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> gas station? Yeah, we serve sausages and muesli and audible. We serve sausages, cherries, a hot fudge sundae, spaghetti. It's and a, it's a great... gas station. Yeah, but it's all about the gas, baby. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Where do you park? Audible. <laughs> How do you get there? Oh, you have to ski. <laughs> ski. <laughs> <laughs> well, why do they have a gas station where you ski? It It's complicated. <laughs> Audible. Oh, man, because do you see the snow on the ground? There's like 10 feet of snow. You can't get here in a car. <laughs> I can't get there, period. Audible. <laughs> well, I don't want to get there. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you'd miss the delicious food that just fills your body to capacity. <laughs> so you can just make wonderful audible sounds. <laughs> Why don't we go to Denny's instead? Denny's. It's disgusting there. Audible. Denny's is an insult to humanity. Audible. Denny's has good gasoline. (laughs) I like the other one better. 
<laughs> and scene. That's good. That's great. Thank you for participating. So yeah, you know, we, we love to to goof around on this show, and you never really know where a game like this is going to go. Yeah, you know, good. my favorite is when things just get more and more absurd. You know, <laughs> uh, like like uh, where where are you going down to the corner? Audible. Uh, where are you, you know, uh, to school? Audible to outer space. You know, it's yeah. just right. That's place. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's all Melinda and all Steve, or it might be all Steve and all Melinda. I'm really not sure. We'll find out right after this. Connect with the show at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. And please, for the love of all that is holy, subscribe to the show and leave us a damn review and a really, really good rating on iTunes. Pretty please? Thank you. Oh, hey, Danielle Beckman, it's Carson Kressley here, and uh, I was talking to those blabbermouths over at uh, the Funny People Talking podcast, and they told me you just got engaged to that cutie Timothy. You're so lucky, such a great kisser, but you knew that. Anyway, I'm kidding, we didn't kiss, but I can't tell you what we did. Anyway, uh, uh, I know that Mark and Elsie and everyone at Mouth Media is um, super excited for your wedding. If you need some wedding dress tips, um, call me. Don't go crazy. Um, I'll help you out. Until then, uh, again, congratulations. Uh, funny people talking, Danielle. Yeah, that, yeah, I'm one of those. You are. You Are you funny or people or both? I am funny. People, people <laughs> is Too much delay. You're not sure. <laughs> people is questionable. <laughs> All right, so we're here with Melinda Whitstock and Mr. Steve Little. I'm not sure why I gave Steve a Mr. and there was no title for you, Melinda. <laughs> Melinda but is it's, just, it's just exhaustion. That's I just all that is. In my chair, he did. He yes. did. I'm actually controlling the room. You just don't know it. Yet. Oh, I, <laughs> hmm. I, I love we're how he's so sure that he's controlling the room. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, my, I, by the way, I have no doubt you're controlling the room. I, 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 I have that much respect for you. So, Wait till you see what I got coming in. Oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, I bet it has to do with gas. Yeah, yeah it's right. It's right. At the station. Comes straight from the gas station. Perfect. So let's start here. You guys are partners in life, partners in business, and then you have your own ventures as well. But you also participated in this comedy, let's call it a challenge. <laughs> yes, uh, it was journey. a challenge. Um, <laughs> how did that happen for you? What was What led to the decision that this was something – look – all kidding aside, you are both just, in my observation, monumentally busy people. You 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 just have so, – like before the show, we were trying to size up all the things we could talk about. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's this layer and this thing and this thing. I was like, we're not going to be able to cover all this in one show. It's unfortunate because there's a lot of layers here. No one will be able to appreciate who you are based on this little show. Mm. So just trust me, everybody. Look them up. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. But – it takes time to write and think about a comedy routine, to practice, to attend whatever sessions in person or virtually that you attended mm-hmm. with Matt uh, Kazam, mm-hmm. who who and both emceed and was your teacher or coach mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever for this. And then to come to New York and then take a night out and perform at this thing. And I know it was cool and fun and everything, but that's a lot of time commitment for mm-hmm. you. So what went into the decision for both of you to, number one, to do it at all, and number two, for both of you 
to do yeah. it. Uh, can I go? Yeah. 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 So it's interesting. Controlling the I, room, huh? I, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that wasn't even very subtle, though. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say this, and I wanted to, to start because I can tell you there is no way I would have done this if it weren't for Melinda. Mm. No, no way. That's very nice. It would just be so completely outside my realm of comfort and my realm. You of, mean having a buddy, a buddy to do it with? Well, basically? no, it's not a buddy. It's more like a challenge. Okay. Right. So, you know, <laughs> so something interesting about our partnership is I am hyper introverted. Okay. Oh, I'm, yeah. you know, I've made a whole career out of being like behind the scenes and making shit happen yeah. and so on and so forth, right? And you know. Melinda's helping me, sort of teasing me out so people can start to see who I am and see what I've got to bring to the world and so forth, which is a great pleasure. She, on the other hand, with the background she's had and just who she is as a person, I mean, the story she told last night about yeah. her first business when she was six or almost six, something like that, yeah. you know, she's always out on the front, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the interesting things about our relationship. It creates interesting tension. Right. Um, <laughs> but what I've yeah. learned is that if I if I just go with her lead, it's always good for me. It's that maybe wow. extremely wow. uncomfortable. Right? <laughs> I'm glad you but, go with it. But it's always it always turns out to be eh, it was another good thing. Yeah. Right. So. Um, so that's how it happened. I don't know. They, they'd done it before. You stepped up and said, hey, I want to do this. And I was like, oh, no, come on. No. I'm not going to do that. You know, and, she was like, come on, we can do this. You know, it's all, it's going to be great. And it's like the little voice saying, yeah, Steve, you got to go with you it. You got to do it. It's, it's like a, a trust fall, you know, when you just fall backward and, and yeah. that exercise. Yeah. It's it's that, but yeah. Well, it's a funny thing because about, uh, it's like just, uh, so the process itself is interesting. I'll let her explain that in more detail. But, um, you know, you seven weeks long, you go on these, on these video calls and you, you, you start out just sort of telling stories, then Matt takes them and chops them up, and mm -hmm. you try to insert some funny stuff in there, and then you throw stuff out, and you put stuff in, you play around with it. But eventually, about two weeks out, you start, you lock your set down, yeah. and you start trying to memorize it. The funny thing is, is that, you know, I had this thing nailed two nights ago. <laughs> I could do it backwards, forwards, upside down, sideways. I, you could not knock me off of that, that set. Right. And I had we had dinner one night. And I said, hey, honey, I just want to thank you because I would never have done this without you. This means so much to me. Yada, da. Right now, two nights later, when I give it for the first time to the whole group, I completely bomb. I couldn't even get through three lines. Unex unex unexplainably, mm -hmm. I couldn't yep. remember anything. Mm -hmm. That night I said, hey, honey, thanks a lot for doing this. <laughs> <laughs> I got you to hold responsible. <laughs> goes, thanks a lot, so thanks a lot. That's yeah. right, exactly. What made right. you decide to undertake this? Yeah, you know, Matt had been on my case for a long time. You know, we're all in this group, Maverick and Maverick 1000, for really high-performing entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And we do crazy stuff, you know. Entrepreneurship, in, in a big way, is about getting out of your comfort zone. I mean, often when you launch a business and you're creating a market for something that people don't even 
know they need the thing that you right you're inventing stuff out of thin air and there's a risk in that you're always out of your comfort zone and stand-up comedy to me was just a different layer of that same thing you know and you know Steve and I both do a lot of speaking and so there was a kind of you know this could really help our keynotes and our speaking mm-hmm. and things like that especially if you're talking about difficult subjects to be able to do so with humor Mm. So all of that, but it was just like never the right time to do it. So I kept passing. We kept passing. It was always a conflict or whatever. And and now, like we're super busy, probably busier than we have ever been. But it's like if we don't do it now, we're just not going to yeah. do it, right? And what was hilarious though is like I I was a complete slacker on this course. Like I missed so many of the meetings. <laughs> I like couldn't make it to the yeah. group calls, mm-hmm. and like. And this is my journalist background. I do everything at the last minute. Like, I wasn't kidding last night where I yeah. said, you know, it, I, I joked it's been 18 years since I've met a deadline. No, I always meet deadlines. And I always do everything at the exact last minute. It's the only, I mean, well, you know, it's my way. I, I will say, I, I find that I'm similar, not, not that I wait to the last minute as much as that I perform best at the last minute. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many papers I got an A in in college that were literally – this was before we had computers, uh, desktop, you know, PCs. I would literally be typing the paper as a first draft on the typewriter an hour before it was due. Yeah, I did the, that in too. In the typing lab or whatever, type, 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 yeah. type, type, type. Yeah. And, you Same know, and, and I was good under pressure and just – yeah. delivered it it's a terrible way to run things but i'm well, saying it is a terrible way to run and it's interesting as, on, an, as an entrepreneur having transitioned because i have these career you know as a journalist and as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and as a journalist you know it's a very individual sport and it's just you uh, you're the only person you really need to worry about like you have editors and whatnot but it's just like you produce the thing or right. if you're on you know i was used to be a television news anchor and it's you but to be a great entrepreneur you're building a team and if you continue on behaving like that, yeah. it does mess up your whole of team. Course. Like you just well, can't you run can't. a business that you way. You can't scale yeah. anything that uh, way. That's I don't right. know. I'm not 100% in alignment on that one. So I think that for me, it's while this comedy thing required a lot of preparation, the reason was you, you know, you're trying to be funny, right? So there's some specific structural elements that are not natural, at least to me. Yeah. But as in terms of sort of day-to-day, I do everything on the fly by inspiration. I don't plan anything. Just ask her, right? Yeah. We're going to go do a speaking gig. You take it as Are it you going to prepare? No. Why would I prepare? I'm going to go and get whatever I'm supposed to deliver. It's going to yeah. come yeah. right through, yeah. right? And that's the way I live my life. And that's that speaks the way to your experience, though, as well. Partially, yeah. yeah. But you do have to have that team, right? And if I were involved day-to-day in sort of the operational detail of the business and doing this, it would completely screw everybody up. Yeah, well, that's, up. yeah, right. yeah. So, so that sure. standpoint, yeah. you're right. Yeah. But what I've done is organized my team so they just know I'm out here floating around doing stuff. Yep. And that stuff is making business happen and they're getting paid. There you go. <laughs> well, you get, I mean, entrepreneurship, you know, I joked last night that if you want therapy, become an entrepreneur, but there is a real intersection between personal growth and business growth mm. that you have to really do the inner work on, on yourself, mm. right? Truly. And, and so one thing that Steve and I have in common, and Steve has really taught me so much of this too, is just to be able to open yourself up to just receiving these da- divine downloads or these hits of inspiration and so then great. acting on them. So rather than having your ego kind of tell you and like limit 
you and be stuck in all the to-dos and the shoulds and, you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. is to start every day really with a very open mind and in, in a meditation or whatever and just asking for inspiration mm-hmm. and then yeah. being brave enough and quieting your mind enough yes. to actually hear it and act on it. So so perhaps there was so this good. just this divine download one day as you shall be funny. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> just go for it. Well, you know, you let yourself funny. be the instrument of it. Right? Here's a funny story. As we were going through this, we we help each other grow and develop as we go. And, you know, she keeps pushing us out on the edge and I keep using my my universal spiritual connection mm-hmm. to sort of survive the edge, right? And then she gets to sort of watch me do that and go, hey, that's pretty good. I'm going to try that, right? So it's like the, this feedback loop, right? So really funny. One day we were talking about how we organize our day and keep task lists. And yeah. at one time, right, this is hilarious. At one time, <laughs> she actually had manifestation as an action item. As a to-do. <laughs> Manifest that sucker today. Manifestation is not a to do. Like, that's at five o'clock. Where the list was that? Was, was that not number one? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was like five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't have to do this no. anymore. No, you don't have to do that anymore. I don't do that anymore. But... You know what? There's something to be said about that, though, in a way, because look at what happened when you, you prepared your whole set, right? Mm-hmm. And you had it written and whatnot. And and even like you're saying on these other things that you go and speak, even if you have something fully written and prepared, you still – you showed up last night and you were like, well, some of it was out the door anyway. And that speaks to like being in the moment and kind mm-hmm. of taking the energy of the crowd as it comes and whatnot. And, and so it's almost like – you can prepare, 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 and then you can throw it away. Right. And that's what – but also you can go, both of you can go to an event, know what the topic is, and speak on it because you live it out. Because you do have those moments where you're going, oh, I'm literally doing what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth. This is why I have these these meditative times, mm-hmm. and this is why I'm doing this. So I don't need notes right now because right. I live it. It's yeah. intriguing that you amazing. should say that, Danielle, yeah. because one, one question I was going to ask both of you is, is uh, and this, to some degree, this was pervasive across everyone's set. There were seven people uh, performing last night, along with the MC and mm-hmm. instructor, Matt. But it was, to me, really prevalent with the both of you is that your set was built around almost a biography. Mm. Definitely you, Steve. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you told some of the same stories I already knew about you, and and, and, and hopefully funnier. Yes. Well, storytelling <laughs> is really funny sometimes. So, yeah. Right. So my question is: Was this part of the structure that Matt gave you mm-hmm. as a way to build your set? And was part of that because it would be easy to find home base again as you're doing it because you knew your own story. Yeah. As opposed to inventing something, you have to remember these imaginary chapters of. Or was that just a, a way you think that, in the interest of time, almost you mm-hmm. you could use things that you already knew about? What 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 would well, that do for you? I think it's a little bit of both. I think that Matt sizes you up as a person. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's fair to say. And you know, in my case, it was clear I would you know I could tell stories, but you know I didn't I wasn't very funny so. So making that work was really the thing. So he he sort of tailors what you're doing to you. So you spend some time with him one-on-one, you know, and he's sort of extracting your stories and, 
And, you know, he said, okay, well, we can make that funny. And uh, that story over there, that's not going to be funny. Throw that one in. You know, so you get there that way. And then he, we, you create an outline or he mm. creates sort of a bullet outline. Then you have to fill the story in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then you work through it and you start punching it up and start adding cool. the Adding the, adding the human. That's the way it worked for me. What yeah. was that process like for you to do? What I mean is not how enjoyable was it, but uh, what? How did you punch that up? What What did you do? <laughs> what like what f- actually were you doing to find those funny things? Well, he would, you know, as you go through it with him line by line, you know, he'd say, okay, you know, this part of your story, we, you know, we can do something in here. So, you know. Uh, let's see, what if we did this, right? And then you, you sort of go back and forth a couple times and refine that, and then mm-hmm. you've got the punchline, right? Kind yeah. of like the, the, the not juxtaposition, but the d- dissecting a little bit of, of the heart of it and then sort of bringing yeah. it out. Well, it's sort of like when you think about it, the, the, if, if I can just reflect on last night, the line about Beyond the Reef, right? okay. the charity we're supporting. Right. right. Well, basically that was just, hey, you know, we're the reason we're here tonight is supporting Beyond the Reef. But... You know, and so, to, I mean, but that was just part of the story. So it right. could have ended right there. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But what we decided to do was throw in, yeah, they got a bunch of my money. Right. <laughs> right. So that takes the story and gives it a punch. I love it. You know, and then it, then literally out of the blue, weeks into it, we added the, who knew it cost so much to sink a ship? Right. right. Great. Yeah. You start adding that. things to it. Like for my process, it was sort of similar. I mean, he just asked me to come up with things that I thought were funny, you know, so things that had happened in my life. I have literally gone through my entire life laughing at stuff. Like mm-hmm. I just find life inherently mm-hmm. hilarious. And so I just started by picking out a bunch of different themes or whatnot mm-hmm. and then collapsing them down, collapsing them down even more. And then what Matt did, which was really great, is help me and also just show me how to take something that I had mm-hmm. and then put it into setup, punchline, through line, you know, yeah. through yeah. line and how to do the callbacks mm-hmm. and how to yes. do how to do a lot of that on a structural basis. Mm-hmm. And then once I understood the format of that, I could then apply that to all the other sections mm-hmm. of the script. And then they got better and better with mm-hmm. each telling and then you new things yeah. would occur to you and even you in speak the rehearsal. Your own story, it's universal the more specific you get, which is crazy because the more yeah. you speak to you, the more we all resonate. Right. Yeah. Right. Like just even how the Augie story develops. So like Augie's my, you know, new puppy, 6 uh-huh. months Aww. old and he literally has grown out of proportion and he literally mm-hmm. does have like a big you know, I, I joked that it was an endowment, <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> but like, you know, originally it was, you know, it, it morphed into he's all paws and, and, and can I say this all paws yeah. and cock, but, but then yeah. it was paws and schlong and then it was like leading with his lipstick and, you know, all these sorts of things. So that joke, you know, took a while because to begin with. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really that funny, you know, yeah. like, yeah. and, and so talk about best in show was the original punchline. Oh. And then that, that ended uh-huh. up being the throwaway, the throwaway, yeah. like the tag at the end, the yeah. tag at the yeah. end. Yeah. So like what I found fascinating was that the thing that you thought was the punchline was actually like the throwaway line. And right. sometimes it did get thrown away because there was something yeah. better. Oh, that God. would happen a lot. So that's really the process. Yeah. The benefit to your point or question mm-hmm. is that uh, you know, your story. Mm-hmm. So if you think about the lawn mowing story, 
I know that story. You've heard that story. Right. I, you, and I tell that story the same way every time. built a company and yeah. sold it in the early 70s, was it? And, yeah. And uh, for a fair amount of money right. for, It'd be like multi-million dollars now in like yeah. today's dollars. Yeah. Incredible. But, and, but that story I've been telling for yeah. years, Yeah. right? But it's just a story. So then to put the comedy around yeah. the story or in, within mm-hmm. it, and then as she, uh, yeah. Melinda points out, each time you go back through it, you get another You're hit. Refining. Oh, you know, we're going to put this in here. Yeah. I think I'm going to change this word, you know. Cause it's never it, quite baked. No, 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 no. it's still going. That's, well, I mean, that's where no... you get into trouble, though, yeah. right? Because then right. all of a sudden, like, there was this whole section. I play, I tried <laughs> it on her when I really had this thing mastered before I lost my brain or something. <laughs> 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 I, you know, I said, hey, you know what I'm going to insert here? I'm going to insert here that, you know, I gave, tried my hand at preaching once mm-hmm. when I was really young. You know, I could bring fire and brimstone down and boom, do something really big on the stage. But, you know, if I knew one person in the room, it sounded something like this, you know, open uh-huh. your Bibles to Matthew 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? But, it, you know, and I was going to do it until my set fell apart. And then okay. it was like, I can't afford to be throwing crap in there. Gotcha. You know, I'll blow up. Find so. your, yeah. Your yeah. yeah, you were. You had to call an audible. Well, on the stage last night, like I forgot whole chunks. And oh, then, of course. And I course. put things in different order. And at one point, I'm like, wait a minute. where? What? Our brains Look, do that. <laughs> I know. I, I want to say something, and I'm sure either this has occurred to you or people have said this to you. But if for some reason this hasn't been, I, I need to make sure you know this. What you did last night is remarkable. Not that you wrote a set, although that's really cool, and that you memorized it and did your best, although really cool. 15 minutes of comedy is so hard for anybody, one. And you've never performed it in front of a group of people before. Ever before, before, yeah. (laughs) All professional comedians that perform at a place like you know, and not everybody in that room was a friend either. There's just people, yeah, there were random yeah, yeah, people right? off the street the, and the, stuff, okay. right? So, and they're like in New York having a good time or whatever. And they're like, let's go see a comedy show. And now you're the comedian. Right? Right. They have some expectations. So, so they go <laughs> yeah. to open mics and they work their material. They see what works with audiences and doesn't work with audiences. And they get rid of bits and try new bits and polish them. You didn't have that chance. This was your single one time, <laughs> live it or, you know, love it or leave it, live or die. Do or die all this right, yeah. Exactly. Do or die. And and you lived with it. Nobody left the stage and said, "I give up." You know, you 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 found even Steve when you got lost a couple times. You you found your way back. You left victorious. This is quite an accomplishment mm-hmm. for the most seasoned pro. And by the way, I've seen plenty of seasoned pros do the literal exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hope that you can be truly proud of yourself. Yes. This is this is something that you've done. But, you know, yeah. it's really cool. You, I think. Oops, you had this stat last night. I think something like what five percent? Only five percent of comedians get to perform at Caroline's. Yeah, those are oh, pros. Yeah, right. Of yeah, pros. and then you know who's playing there this Tuesday? Yeah, like Norm Macdonald. Norm Macdonald. Yeah, like, I played in yeah. front of more Norm Macdonald. Why not? <laughs> I know. I got to warm up for Norm. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so one one other quick question. How would you s- say that humor plays an important role in the work that you individually do now and how what you've learned through this experience 
might impact Oh gosh, yeah. You know, your, great question. your connectivity with that. Yeah, know? great question. I mean, I think as a podcast host, and I have two podcasts, I mean, the humor comes up all the time. I find it a great way when you're interviewing people to get the best out of people and make them feel relaxed. So it's just part of my demeanor, yeah. I think, just in as a podcaster. I, I also think as a speaker, if you're talking about a subject that's challenging or hard or you are coaching or mentoring someone and it's mm. a truth that they need to hear – but like, because it's going to be life transformational for them to hear it. Humor is an amazing way to be able to get people to connect people and to be able to get people through that transformation. Yes. So I can see so many different ways in which this applies specifically what I do. I mean, growing a podcasting network and, and an audience engagement platform mm -hmm. for all the people who listen to podcasts you know, being able to connect people in a humorous way. I mean, there's so many different applications of this. And plus, it just makes life more enjoyable. Like, why do we come become entrepreneurs to begin with anyway, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's because it's a, you know, it's, it's, you're in control. Well, you think you are, you're not really, but uh -huh. of your own life, like you're not really in control, but you think you are, you have this kind of sense yeah. of like, I'm going to chart my own path or whatever. So if you have that choice and you're doing it because you want sort of independence of choice, you want freedom of choice or yeah. whatever, God, like have a good time. Mm -hmm. Like enjoy the journey. Like it should be funny. It should be yes. fun. And humanity is inherently funny. So it's yeah. just every – it's in everything that I do I think now. I love that. It's building a bridge instead of – but like yeah. that energy stop, it keeps it going. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a, a mode. Uh, entrepreneurship is definitely a mode of, of insanity, uh, a medium of self-expression. I mean, you, you know, yeah. if you really go all in on it and you give yeah. up to the reality of what it is to be a true entrepreneur, you know, you're really, it, to me, you can't get there until you've figured out where you're going. I mean, what is the mm -hmm. impact you plan to have on the universe, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And once you have that, then everything else becomes a big game, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and the, the the medium happens to be business, right? Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. both are passionate about the fact that we see business as the most powerful vehicle for social good. Mm -hmm. There is there's no way. I'm a giver. There's no way we're going to give our way out of the problems we have on this planet. It's going to take innovative business to do yep. it. And that's why we're so passionate about what we do. And it's amazing to see that catch momentum. Mm. And we travel and, you know, I mean, we went to an event in Toronto last weekend and just the consciousness in the room was palpable. Wow. You know, that's where so good to it used hear. to be just a big convention. Right. right? There's a bunch of people in the room. Yeah. Now you can literally feel the energy of consciousness emerging so from this room. And, and, you know, people who might walk in, Having been stuck in traffic or something, pretty soon the love just overwhelms them, yeah. and they're part of the energy. So it's just a, a huge thing. You know, my situation with humor is, obviously, the more you can live on that mission or on those uh, impact orientations and be humored by your mm. experience in life, yeah. you know, you go and get wrapped up in the crap. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. it's just like you know. Isn't it funny that? Uh, isn't it funny that I just missed my freaking plane? Right? Yeah, it's like, like yeah. you don't you know. get attached to outcome in the same way. Yeah. Because I think what you're saying is really profound. Because when you you do know where you're going, you know your mission or whatever. All the kind of silly things that happen along the yeah. way are just silly things. Well, you can like look the for the right. Like right. One of the yeah. one of our big lines is okay. Well, you know, we missed our flight. What's the learning? 
I mean, yeah. not like you should have gotten here earlier. That's obvious. But no, there's a reason why we missed our plane. There's somebody here who we're going to interact with, someone we're going to see, or someone who's going to see us, or something's going to happen mm -hmm. that's going to be contributing in some good way mm -hmm. to consciousness on the earth. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that's all that matters. And so it allows you to just say, okay, well. Mm -hmm. And you sure, are where you, know. you are. You can't that's change right. that. Exactly, exactly right. There's nothing you're going to do exactly. about it anyway. See, life is improv, right? Truly. So well, the, the question is, do you accept the offer? That life yeah. gives you. Well, that, that, yeah, well, that's the key. That's yeah. the key. That's Absolutely the key. right there. That's so, so important. You know, yeah. We talked about this along the way when, when we were doing sort of, we coach each other a mm -hmm. lot on this. And, and so we were, she was asking about this inspirational download I get every day. I mean, my day starts with the same meditation every morning. Mm -hmm. And I get the download because I asked for the download, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, so she goes, well, what's the trick? I said, well, the, the trick is seeing the inspiration and acting on it. Right. We don't usually act on it. We usually go, well, I, I had one, you know, go to the mall. Interesting. It's like, well, you know what? How the hell would I go to the mall? Uh -huh. You know? Well, turns out I went with it and there was only one seat open at the Starbucks. I sat in the seat. The guy sitting next to me is exactly the guy I needed to meet that day. Yep. That's amazing. You know? yep. And that so it's just like, if you so do it, you. then you I'm get so it. That's the you. way it works. If you don't do it, you don't get it. How often have we said, God, I knew I should have gone. Or I yep. knew I, right. yeah. I knew. Yeah. Just... And so stand-up comedy was kind of like that as well, right? Yeah. It's just like getting a hit to do it. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I don't know why, well, that's but exactly right. getting a hit and to do it. And when she brought it in, yeah. and uh, it was like, no, I, I can get this hit with you. I got it. I'm, I'm there. We can make this work. So we had to juggle some things around. The other aspect, though, about comedy and what I do is that, you know, it's, it's typical, in other words, not atypical, in my business that the last few weeks before a company closes a, a transaction, a sale transaction, so they're selling their company, mm -hmm. which is one of the things we do for companies. Uh, and, you know, we've built their value up. We're now going to get a lot of money for their company and so mm -hmm. forth. The founders completely lose their minds they really I mean, it's, do <laughs> it's it's hard to imagine that someone who's Ugh. built a hundred million dollar company could become Ugh. such a quivering piece of crap two weeks before <laughs> the end right i mean they're just yeah. crazy they yeah. do insane things that risk the deal yeah they I even really had a, do I had a client once yeah. literally get on the phone and yell at the guy that was getting to write him getting ready to write him a 30 million dollar check I said, please, please don't do that. What's going on in their brains? <laughs> it's, it's, sabotage, it's sabotage. It's because sabotage. I think yeah. I think we all have this sense of what our own value is, and if we transcend what our own upper limit is, yeah, yeah. deep down subconsciously we start to sabotage it because we yeah. think we don't deserve the right, success. Right, like the poverty mentality. Yeah, yeah. so Same people start to yeah. self-sabotage so, at that level. So what I found yeah. is that I have to have humor. Yes, you I do. have to find a way to make that funny. You know, yeah, I have to. yeah. Otherwise, we I'd joke jump out of the freaking building. At that we moment. joke when you're coaching people. We joke you can either be right or you can be rich. <laughs> I've said that to clients before. You know, they both start out the same way with an RI, but they, right. right or rich. And you so can, we have this little know. hashtag. We have this little right. just between us. Oh my God, that's a right or so, rich. You know, oh. you know what's so funny about that to me is they both start out with an R, but once you get to the I, yeah. It's what you do after, after the, the eye. Yeah, it's really interesting. That, that's interesting. That changes the yeah, course, Yeah, that's right? really interesting. Yeah. So I'll come one. home from work or come home from a meeting or something. She'll be there at the office, and, and uh, I'll walk in. She'll go, how'd it go? Right or rich? <laughs> she can tell the whole story herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
fun. Well, it's so interesting when you see these patterns. But this is true about entrepreneurship because we were talking about it's real and inner game. And I think it's probably true for stand-up comedy as well. It's like what you think you can, you can, right? Mm-hmm. And so that kind of mindset, I think one of the reasons why we could all get up on stage last night and do so well is because we've had how so many times in our businesses where we've had some unexpected thing happen that you can't control over yep. and over and over again. And you get the confidence of overcoming those things or just rolling with it, right? Absolutely. So this is just one more time. It's interesting you say that because, you know, I was just thinking so the other day I, I, I did some stand-up and, and, and what was interesting is the guy that followed me actually had what I considered to be material in material a very weak set. Mm. But he had such confidence mm. and energy, he got way more response from the audience mm. than I did, even though my material was much sm- – I mean, I did fine, but mm-hmm. was much, mine was much more well-written and smart and his was just more goofing around. And mm. I, was like, I was a little angry for a second and I'm mm. like, what's wrong with these people? You responded to that crap? Yeah. But then I realized I was like it was such a level of confidence – that the audience goes, well, this must be good. Yeah. yeah. You know, and yeah. so, you know, how how many times do you think about times even in your own entrepreneurial lives when you, you uh, kind of knew you were thin yeah. in what maybe yeah, your yeah. offer or – God, I don't oh, know at the startup stage! Oh my know, God, because you're it's trying like, to yeah. you're trying to prove something. Sure, it hasn't we been, can do that. It doesn't <laughs> exist yet, right? Like you're Absolutely. creating a market for something that nobody knows they want and right. buy it or whatever. And you, <laughs> yeah, in that startup stage, totally. Can you create veggie bacon? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. I thought it was. Um, right? So uh, how? Uh, look, I wish we had. Not just because I enjoy the both of you, but I, I I wish we had another hour or two because there's what you do and who you are is so rich. Our audience could just benefit so much, but but the reality is is we don't have that luxury. So if people want to find out more about you, connect with you and the things that you're doing, how can they do that, Steve? Well, you can find me on Facebook or LinkedIn, or uh, my website is zerolimitsventures.com. You can sort awesome. of find me that way. Perfect. Yeah, and I'm kind of ubiquitous on social media as well. So Melinda Whitstock, my public figure is I am Melinda Whitstock on Facebook and Instagram, Melinda Whitstock 2020. And listen to my podcast. It's called Wings of Inspired Business. It's awesome. It is a good show. And and it's not just for women entrepreneurs. I interview women entrepreneurs, but honestly, men could learn a thing or two from yes, women who've could. built seven, eight, oh, nine, absolutely. ten figure businesses. I have people who've built unicorns on there. And we get really, really deep and transparent and and vulnerable. And it's it's really cool. So Wings of Inspired Business. And MelindaWitstock.com is my website. Perfect. Well, if you're looking to find two very inspired people, not just as entrepreneurs, and I'm not just saying this to be nice. It's true. Not just as entrepreneurs, but as people trying to impact the fabric of the world that we all live in and the future of our planet and and of the success mm-hmm. of people around them. You should check out these two and and look at the things they're doing and connect. I, I think your world will be better for it. So thank you. Congratulations, both of you, for really accomplishing something last night. I know it's just some stupid little stand-up thing, but it's not. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a win in your own world of of taking a challenge on and uh, and a gift to other people. So yeah, congratulations thank and thank you. Thank, thank you. It was a pleasure you. to see you perform. Best of luck. I'm looking forward to seeing what's next. Uh, and um, 
enjoy the rest of your time in New York. Yeah, yeah hey, so thanks. Glad to have had you guys. Thanks for having us on. It was Absolutely. great. Yeah. That's it for this really awesome episode of Funny People Talking. Until next time, we love you, Elsie. See you soon, I hope. And uh, until next time, for Ms. Daniel Beckman. Au revoir. <laughs> I'm Mark Rako. Alfredo Huron, I guess it would be. Oh. Uh, and uh, because Alfredo Zane is until I see you again, Alfredo Huron is until I hear you again or until we hear each other. Perfect. Again, I'm Mark Rako. Stay funny. Bye bye. That's it? That's the end of the show? Boy, oh boy, what a crock. This was Funny People Talking. Copyright 2019. No portion of the content may be reproduced or published without the strict written permission of the producers. Connect with our show at at Mouth Media Network or at our website, funnypeopletalking.com. I'm your announcer, Peter Coleman. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network. Amplify and connect. Connect.